back everyone to another episode of Black Rate Connect podcast where we speak with some of the most incredible, inspirational, powerful, black, young and older and middle-aged, every age. We don't, we're not ages on here, we okay? We don't discriminate around here. We don't do those things. <laughs> and I, I feel really cool right now right? because I've got someone that's Gen Z, not only Gen Z, he's a Gen Z trendsetter, <laughs> Gen Z <laughs> advisor, speaker, yeah, podcaster, <laughs> give it up for time. Making my head big, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can't get any bigger, you know. It can't get any bigger. Yo. Oh, we. man. So happy to be here, man. Like literally, like I love the energy, love the vibe, love what you're doing with Black Create Connect as well, man. So yeah, it's gonna be a banging episode, man. Let's jump in. Thank you, thank you. I have to say. Mm. When I first met you, so for mm. context, everyone, I met I met Ty in Cannes. Yeah. Um, about a month ago now, yeah. About a month ago, innit? Yeah. And I fell in love, like in a in a in an older sister type of yeah, way, yeah, guys. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> before <laughs> anyone starts to say Alicia's love, it's okay. Yeah. But I fell honestly, I fell in love because you, the energy you have, I need to understand the source, where it comes from, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you got to be like how you are. Yeah. So what I do with every guest, I know you want to talk about what you're doing now, but mm. I like to take it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll get deep, man. Trust yeah. Me. I'm an open book. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So Ty, wherever mm. you want to start, talk us through the start of Ty's journey. Good question. So for context, um, obviously I'm 21 years old. I turned 21 four months ago. Um, everything that I do now is a direct result of my kind of mindset. So for context, I'm very big on personal development. I'm very big on mindset. Um, the whole kind of image I have is all about becoming the best version of yourself. And mm. I really internalize that. So to answer your question about where that all started from, I'm not going to sugarcoat you. I'm not going to like beat around the bush. It literally just came from trauma and all of the kind of hustle, passion and energy you see me put putting and pouring into all of my side hustles, businesses and ventures I do now is a direct result of me just being able to transfer and almost like trans transmutate, transform that energy I have, which has come from a bad place so I can put it into something that's going to give me a positive outcome. So it all really for me started when I was growing up, you know, I'm a young Caribbean man growing up with obviously in a dual household. So I have both my parents until the age of 18 living in the household. Um, and obviously, like, I'm not going to make point an image like I came from some mad traumatic family, but martial arts has taught me more about my mental strength than it has my dis uh, physical strength. Anybody can kick, punch and grab. That's You don't have to be an expert to do that, anybody. But it's harder to step into the ring with someone twice the size of you, start sparring on a day when you've had a shit day, you feel very bad about yourself, but you're just going to go and you know you're going to get beaten up anyways. Like... Mm -hmm get in a cage with someone who's trying to mash you up and draw blood from you. Do did, that, I mean? did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah. Every, everything that could happen <laughs> in fighting has happened. I've been knocked out. I've been concussed, like all these things. What? Yeah, I've been fighting for eight and a half years. So seven years. Still now? You're, do yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. knocked out? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Don't say like that. Like, I'm getting bad out every day. <laughs> I'm getting mashed out every day. Like. <laughs> nah, so... Um, yeah, I've been doing martial arts for eight years, seven years kickboxing, a year and a half Muay Thai, and I've had three amateur fights. I won all of them, so I'm free and no so far. Okay. Yeah, I had, thank you. I had my last fight in April, and then I should be having my next fight in maybe the next quarter, the next three or four months. So, so you're you're like pro-pro. No, no, not, not, not pro-pro. With, with not pro the fighting pro. thing. Yeah, yeah, but like, 
I say I'm experienced, but I haven't obviously gone professional because then I kind of have to give up all the things I'm doing now. And I don't want to do that. So I say I'm amateur, do you know what I mean? I've got eight years under my belt. Yeah. I'm quite confident that if I was to get into a scenario, I can defend myself. I'm not saying I'm Conor McGregor, but obviously eight years is a long time, do you know what I mean? So if so, anyone tries it with you... Nah, but I'm not like that anyway. So my like, security I'm... guard, <laughs> anyone want to try <laughs> test me, I have got tired to my side. What? Nah, you know eight what years experience, yeah. you know? But I'm the type of person where like, because I've done so much training and like sparring and fighting and all that stuff. I'm mm. like, that's my last, 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 last resort. Like I would never ever aggress anybody yeah, on the yeah. roads when I'm out because I'm just not like that because I've seen like the effects it can have on somebody. Do you know what I mean? So mm. like where I've, I do, not now because I'm not gonna lie, the last month I haven't been training, I've just been in the gym. But other than that, I'm training like three to five times a week. So like I'm doing so much sparring and fighting. I don't wanna fight anyone. Let's just talk, man. Let's just sit down and just yeah, conversate, yeah, yeah. bruv. Do you know what I mean? Let's just dismiss it. Because you get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it all out of me and like like that's my last, last resort, man. I would never aggress. If I if anything, I'm only using my knowledge of martial arts as self-defense, if anything, do you know what I mean? I have a question for you. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was, when was the first time you got knocked out? What was that experience like for you? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. very scared of getting knocked out, like, unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, my god. So gosh. I got knocked out unconscious, but not for mad, like, mad long. Like, I'm here for, like, 10 minutes, just, like, tongue out. That's still a long that, time yeah. to be unconscious. No, 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 My thing was, like, maybe, like, a minute. So it wasn't, like, like I'm out, like, cold, like, he's resuscitating oh and all that kind of thing there. But, like, I was sparring with um a close sparring partner of mine his name is John Paul and at the time I was 19 so this was two years ago mm. he was like late 20s and he just come from Senegal like maybe three years ago and he was a semi-professional MMA fighter in Senegal do you know what I mean and then man don't play you know what I mean so I'm sparring with him and he's mad tall I'm five foot ten I'm telling you he's like six four like he's mad tall like very lean very muscly mm. um I'm sparring with him and again, that's what I mean. Like, I'll, I'll be real enough to say I was scared. Like, I'm getting into the sparring session with him thinking, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> coach, put me with someone else, man. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to do this. So like, it, was this like a, a play thing? Like, were yeah, you just practicing? Oh, yeah, this was in right. training. So we was just doing sparring, yeah. Right. Um, And then, yeah, I just started sparring with him, doing like three rounds of like two to three minutes each. And then second round, I must have went up to punch him now. I don't even know what he done. He wants to step back and then like put his leg up and just buff and like kick me in my chin <gasps> like that. And I just dropped literally just straight like Did that. Did you have a helmet on? No, helmet. no, no, no helmet. You didn't have a helmet no, on? No, no, but I'm good oh, though, I'm good though, I'm good though. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Lord. What on earth is <laughs> happening? And you got all your teeth in your mouth? Yeah, 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 that's the bounce. Oh. <laughs> I was, so this was me doing martial arts. So the kind of, Gear for martial arts is obviously boxing gloves, mm. shin pads, mm. unless you're professional or mm. semi-pro, you don't wear shin pads. Boxing gloves, shin pads, groin guard, and then that's it, literally. So I didn't have no helmet on. I'm a gum shield, of course. And then, yeah, he just kicked me in my mouth, bud off, I just dropped. Shit like that. And then like I also hit the ground for like 30 seconds, I'm out. And then he's like, you're right, bro. And then I woke up and then just back to it. Like, obviously, that sounds mad. You but, continued fighting Yeah, but obviously it that. sounds like I'm some next, like... McGregor, it's not like that, but like to set the scene, I'm sparring, I'm training, I'm knocked out, I've hit the ground, I'm out for like 30 seconds. He's woken me up, boom, 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 boom. But you don't feel like it's adrenaline, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going like... home and having hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm done. For, for the, I'm done. Like, yeah, and I need to rest and <laughs> some ice and that. Do you know what I mean? Bath, nah, everything. Man, like adrenaline's running when you're you're sparring. So like, oh, wow. I wasn't, he hit me and I think like the shock of him hitting me was what kind of done me and got me, knocked me out. But I wasn't like bleeding, none of that stuff. So yeah, man, I just went, took a couple minutes off and then just went straight back to it, man. So, to fighting him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what you got to do though. That's what I mean, like. 
the the gem within that is like you gotta lean into your fears, man. I'm shitting myself, but you gotta do it. He went to fight the man yeah. that knocked Not you man. out. Oh. <laughs> Straight after he knocked you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if I didn't do that, I like, love it. Just... That's that's it. how I am, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm the type of person where like. I will lean into things that scare me, and I'm man enough to say that I'm mm. 19. He's 27. He's got a lot more experience than me. He's, mm. yeah, I was scared. I was. I was gonna do it, but I'm the person where it's like, feel the fear and do it anyways. I definitely felt the fear, but mm. I'm like, nah, man. Like the only thing that I can do is I either win or I learn. I don't lose ever, ever yeah, in my life. Yeah. Getting knocked out is not a loss. It's a lesson. Because mm. after that, I knew. Okay, don't do this again because you're gonna butt up you and your mouth. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Done. So. Yeah, and I feel like you have to be able to lean outside your comfort zone and feel that energy of you being scared and not want to do it mm. and still push yourself to do it anyways. You know what I'm saying? So nah. that's one of the mental lessons or gems I've learned from obviously doing martial arts. So That's yeah. wicked. Honestly, I wish I could sing in martial arts. My parents tried to put me in there yeah. to Loved karate. Up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> karate, for me, I think karate was a play play thing. From, from, from what I remember. When yeah. I went to the, do you know about karate in yeah, the gradings? Yeah, yeah. When I was in the grade, I was thinking, what is this? Yeah, and then yeah. that passed. I was like, oh, yeah, how, yeah. how did and I pass? I mean, Wing Chan and that Bruce Lee and them kind of man, they thinking, yeah, that's me. Yeah, it was. It, do you know what? I've never asked my parents why they put me in karate. Yeah. But I think it's good learning martial arts. I think everybody. Man, woman, cat, dog, you should know how to do some martial arts. At least a couple of years, in my opinion. I, f- I feel like it was, because um, I'm their first daughter, I think it was like a um, first step into teenager, because they gave me yeah. a rape alarm, yeah. put me into martial arts. They did a lot of things, yeah. you know. They took that's me. good, though. And I was just like, okay, what's... now I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get why you did yeah. that. But at the time, I thought it was a bit You're mad. Thinking, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Like, why am I going to jail like? Exactly, exactly. But now, like, yeah. now you've said, I'm confident now that you've got a brain yeah. and you can talk and articulate yourself properly. Because yeah. I there's this assumption yeah. in my family that if you do like martial too arts, much, you then, just dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it depends. If you, obviously, if you take too many hits to the head, it can be a bit mad. But I'm not there yet. Do you know what I mean? So, please, please don't get there. We, I mean? we need your brain on this. In this economy, we need your brain. Yeah. But <laughs> talking about the economy, honey. So, okay. So yeah. before yeah. you're before you were in the role you were you were in now, yeah. talk to us about when your career started. When you started to make money. So I started making money at um, well, full time money, proper money at 19. Um, when I first got a job as a junior sales exec i worked for an it company as a salesman doing two hour call time a day um for a company called ccs media which is literally like a 10 minute drive from my house Mm. easy job apprenticeship wage i was on like 15k a year i was like yeah quick job before then so when i broke up from college at 18 till yeah 19 so i was like a a year but what did you study in college so i studied media in college i went to a college called global academy which is Mm -hmm. in west london and it only teaches you media like different elements of media advertising Mm -hmm. broadcasting video that kind of stuff Mm um when i finished college my college course got shut down at the start of second year or year 13 because of covid that's when it first hit so for like a good like 11 month period i couldn't really find a job i'm doing like a couple weeks um warehouse job here then i'm doing some like other job here like it wasn't nothing serious you know what i mean mm. so that's when i got serious about my business tie creates and i was trying to use that and scale that to make a living but my first like wage wage or salary should i say um was yeah ccs media and i worked there for four months or four to six months why so short um i didn't like it i quit and i got my, my the, the company i work for now i got a job offer there so i left as soon as i got the call yeah you you're in Sorry, man. <laughs> I, can't lie, I swear, same day I'm writing up my resignation. You know what I mean? I'm what did you not like about it? 
Um, I like sales now, but at the time it wasn't me. The way of the selling, like I'm literally sitting in like a, a small room. There was like 20 of us and we're on laptops, just cool, cool. We've got like a CRM database, this company number, cool. This company number cool. You have to have like a minimum of two hours a day. Like I hated it. Like it wasn't interactive. As you can see, I'm a people person. I'm speaking to some rude ass saleswoman, salesman, not saleswoman, like receptionist or something who don't want to talk to me. Mad respect for I was like, nah, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I felt like my skills wasn't being utilized at the time. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm very creative. I'm very practical thinking. So I like to create and make stuff. So mm. I just felt like it was to me. It was just a job to gain experience, but it wasn't my path. Do you know what I mean? Right. What but, was it like culture wise? Was it like a boys' club? Well, not boys' club because you're a boy, obviously. But was it? Was you cool with the culture? Was you cool with how they treated you there? Like, yeah. Was it all cool? Like, obviously, that like, was my first like apprenticeship. It was my first job. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I was kind of like soaking it all up. Like mm. I just thought that this is what every work environment was like because obviously my first one. It was very like. Predominantly male, so me and the man, them, me and the lads, me and the guys, literally, and maybe like, say if there's like 30 of us on the floor, there's like three girls, three women, do you know mm. what I mean? So it was very kind of like lads and who's getting the best call time, like competitive, that mm. kind of stuff. Like a typical sales floor, do you know what I mean? And I learned a lot of experience in that, but like, some of, like the manager I had, like, no discredit to her, but her management style didn't really work best for me. It was very like, because it was an apprenticeship, it was almost like I was getting treated like a like a college student again. And I'm like, listen, I'm I'm 19 now. I may not be big, 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 but I'm an adult at the end of the day. Stop treating mm. me like a child, you know what I mean? Mm. So I didn't really like our management style. I felt like it was, I was being micro, we was all being micromanaged at the end of the day. And the I know sales, that now. That's you know like I mean? so typical. Yeah, but I didn't like that back then because I'm someone mm. who likes like, give me my task, give me the autonomy to do my task and I'll mm. get the job done. Do you know what I mean? But mm. if you're here breathing over like, yeah, nah, to me, I don't work like that. Do you know what I mean? So mm. that plus the fact I didn't really, it wasn't my passion it was just a job yeah yeah that plus that equals i'm not going to be here for long okay so yeah that makes sense that was the start of my journey okay so i, f I feel like a lot of um people that i know went through those people that are resilient similar to your character went through those initial sales jobs yeah i had a similar job as well working on the sales floor with mm. loads of loads of men white yeah. men you know fantastic yeah. walking up and down on the phone yeah. and those and like what you said loads of people rude to you hanging up the phone yeah, to you nah. and but do you know what it is those even though you didn't enjoy it that was probably part of the journey that helped to build you because you're like if you know yeah, definitely man definitely and even I'm, I know I'm dotting around a bit here. Like I was kind of like not used to it in that dynamic or regard because it's a lot. It's proper sales, but mm. where in the year before I'd been working on my business on my own. Anyways, like my mum moved house. That's the first proper house we moved to since she divorced my dad. We had like a small office where she was working remotely, like in the corner. I had like a really small desk in the corner, and I was like, "Yeah, mum, got my own business. I'm doing my Aww. thing, hustling, tight create." So I was already making calls like that. Got but you. the only difference was it was for my own thing that I was passionate about. Do you know what I mean? So even if I was getting mm. rejected nine times out of ten, it was more mm. like ten times out of ten during them times. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind because I'll keep going because it's for what I wanted to do. But exactly. now you've just got me selling like computers and software. I don't care about yeah. no Dell, no, yeah. no RAM, that like SSD. What? Yeah, yeah, you know I'm passionate I mean? about so it. I'm like, it, man. Like, I'm just hearing all this verbal from this woman who's in bloody like 
wherever the hell, like Isla City, just giving me like, nah, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's not a vibe. Yeah. So like, let's go back into Tycherates. Why yeah. did you start it? How did you start it? What does it do? Let's just talk about it. I saw you even hired your cousin yeah. the other day yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah, congrats. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. Shout out, baby cousin. Like Shout out, man. <laughs> That's my young prodigy there. So Tycherate started when I was in my media college. I started it in year twelve. The reason why I started it is because I was learning different skills, like working with a bit of Photoshop. So it didn't actually start off as web design. It started off as graphics. So a lot of my friendship group at the time was all like into, everyone wants to be a rapper at one stage. Like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a rap thing now. So I'm thinking like, I've always kind of had that kind of business mindset. And it's like, if my friends want to do music, they're going to need beats. They're going to need cover art. Mm. There's certain things that I can chop. Do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, let me be the cover art guy. Mm. Let me start my own graphics business because I like making stuff. Mm. And then I will charge the man them a young £20, a young £30 here and there. And I'll mm. do your cover arts for you. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it started for like the first six months. Mm. Um, literally, tie creates for just graphics, graphics, graphics. Literally mess around on Photoshop, see what I can make. And then I had like a portfolio of maybe like 10 or 12 clients. So I thought to myself, rather than it all being on my Instagram, let me go and make a little website, a young WordPress or something, and just have everything, all of my portfolio on there. Right. And then as soon as I started making the portfolio website, I realized, hold on a minute, I'd rather do the website itself than be doing the graphics. Like I actually enjoyed it so much. Like putting oh. the hyperlinks here and template here and animation, all that. Like, that was just my bag. Like, I just found my zone and I ran with it. And then mm. as soon as I realized that, I switched it up. No, it was like graphics and web design for like three months. And I was like, nah, fully web design. And then since then, I've just been fully locked in. So it's that's how it started. I was 17 at the time. I just started it to make some extra money. It was literally like a hobby I could get paid for. Obviously started doing web design. I mean, graphic design, sorry, moved to web design. Then COVID hit and I was like, listen, I need to start taking this seriously. All YouTube taught, by the way, didn't get no courses at the time. Um, nothing, like literally just teaching myself on YouTube, 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 mm. make a website, make a website, like getting busy and as um, what's the word, practical as possible. Do you code as well? Um, you... So yeah, I do coding, a little bit of coding, mm. but in today's world, mm. like- I, I need to. Yeah, if I'm being honest, like work smarter, not harder. You don't mm. need to code because you've, got all, you've already got these pre-built pre ready softwares, you know what I mean? But I can do a bit of code. Um, so that then it brings us to 2020. Couldn't get a job. I'm like, listen, I need to double down, double down on Thai creates now. I'm on LinkedIn messaging people. The first website I made was with this guy I connected with on LinkedIn called Dan James. And I appreciate him and large him up if he's watching because he Hi, was Dan. the first person who trusted me. I was like, you know what? I see this boy's young boy's vision. I'm gonna take him in. He can make Aww. my website. Maybe it was because obviously I was young and he could he could have got it cheap. Like my first website was for 65 pounds and now I do like four figure websites, you know what I mean? So that was definitely like the way it scaled. I know you're like 65 pounds, what the hell? But, he got a bargain. He yeah, was yeah, like, he got yeah. a bargain. He's lucky still. <laughs> no one's getting that out of me again. Do you know what I mean? But I'm happy. And like, yeah. I'm a big believer. Like, glass half empty, glass half full. Like, even though it was £65 and I probably spent about three weeks of work on it, that £65 was so well earned and deserved. Like, I worked hard for that. And that was the start of, official start of my journey. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, in lockdown, getting as much experience, £65 here, then a young website for £200, then a three fifty, and literally just going, scaling, 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 up until the point I'm at now. Obviously, I've got a lot of other ventures that I do, but yeah, Tire Creates right now in 2023 is a web design agency where we help bring businesses an online home. We specialize in focusing on SME, so small, medium enterprise businesses. So mm -hmm. like your radio stations, your small um, companies of 50 people, roughly around that kind of mark. Um, I made websites for skincare companies, charities. Um, I made a website for my Muay Thai coach. Like, like I got like a, a big, not a big, but I've got a substantial portfolio that mm. of websites I've made over the past four years. Sick. Um, 
and yeah, man, like I'm never doing a, uh, a 65 pound website again. <laughs> We're definitely like now etching like the, the four figure mark. Like that's kind of like what I'm looking to do, like professional websites for businesses, the people who need it. Everyone needs a website in today's day and age. Like yeah. post COVID, if you have a business and you don't have a website, you don't have a business because you can't have a business and just have an Instagram page. Like what is that? Yeah. No one's taking you in, do you know what I mean? What's your... um? I guess your lead time, I guess it depends on the website though, isn't it? Like, do you do the design process as yeah. well? Yeah, it depends on the website, and it de- but more often than not, it depends on the client. So right. I always say to my clients, I have an average lead time of about three to five weeks from start to finish. So mm. 50% deposit today, within a week, I can get you something that you can look at. But some clients work close, some clients are not so close in a sense where- I Communication. Will, communication, like I will send you some feedback or I'll request you to give me some details about your brand or whatever it could be. And I'm not hearing from you for 10 days. So obviously that three weeks is more now five weeks. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. It all depends on the client's discretion, but I do mm. have an average, if all goes well, for in, within a month on average, your website will be done. Like, okay. We'll have it done now. Okay. Um. So yeah. I love that, by Thank the way. Know. So please, like, check him out. Ty Creates. He's got additional yeah. hands as well now, right? Yeah, yeah, tycreates.com. So, so even now, like, I've got my younger cousin. So I've kind of hired him on, I want to say, within the last six weeks. So large up my little cousin called Rashid. He's in year 12 right now. He's 17 I years old. Um, I'm a big family man, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm a big believer that, like, how can I kind of put other people on? And obviously, like... Me and my friend Tay, I do my podcast with, always say, like, he's a big fan of Nipsey. And he says that the highest human act is to inspire. Mm. And I feel like the things I'm doing in my life, I'm able to inspire younger people around mm. me in my circle. And what better thing to, like, I'd rather tend to none. I'd rather employ my little cousin and some random person just because they got a shiny CV or they, they know 100%. this extra skill and they can do this really quickly. I don't care. Like, mm. I'd rather put family first, you know what I mean? Yeah. So my, me and my cousin sat down about five weeks ago and I was just talking to him, catching up with him. Young man now, do you know what I mean? He's 17, 18, end of this year. And he was just saying to me how he's got his A-levels he's doing. He does football on the side, which is going well, but he just wants to start making money. He don't have any money and that's perfectly fine because no 17-year-old really has money like Uh. that. Depending, do you know what I mean? So he's looking for a job, couldn't find a part-time job. He's been applying, couldn't get nothing. So mm. I said, what about doing this? And I just kind of pitched to him and said, you know, like I've got this business over here that I'm doing. I could do with some extra hands. If you learn it, I can teach you a skill. These are the benefits of me teaching you a skill. You can obviously start to charge premium um, prices to clients, my clients. And also if you want to branch out and do your own thing, you've now got a skill that you can make money from. So if mm. all fails, you finish college you or sixth yeah. form, you got nothing to fall back on. You can make websites and mm. start chopping, making money, do you mm. know what I mean? And then he heard it. Like one thing I like about my cousin is he's like me in a sense where he's very, um, what's the word? He's very teachable, you know what I mean? Like, like I see myself like a sponge. I'm an apprentice of life, so he is the same. So I've kind of taking him on under my wing, putting him onto books, different, trying to get his mindset right. And then, yeah, I set him different tasks. So I'm kind of training him up at the moment. It's going to probably take him about two to four months before I think he's ready to kind of get involved with clients because obviously still I've run a business. I can't just be putting anyone in front of them. Um, but he's doing well, man. Like so far, like he's exceeded my expectations. He's doing his thing. And I'm happy that I'm able to kind of put some money in my cousin's pocket and I'm helping Aww. him and he's helping me. Do you know what I mean? So At such a young good, age man. as well, you're, you're, you're able to do that and help your cousin. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you, man. Shout out to you. It's all good. I do, I'm, I'm happy, proud of myself for that one. Do you know what I mean? So like when I was 17, 
I wish that I had that what we were speaking well. about, like a role model. Yeah. And I'm, I really do think that I'm able to be his role model, even though he's only four years younger than me. So it feels very heartwarming, man. So you're inspiring me, and I'm I'm a grown ass <laughs> woman. Like honestly, and I'm sure there's people that are late in their forties. We have a lot of older listeners as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're gonna be inspiring them as well. So like, yeah. keep it up. Thank you, man. With it. so with so there's tiger rates that you have going on. I know you said you've got other ventures, but just because of the sake of time, I really yeah, yeah. I really want to get onto yeah, yeah. the right. role that you pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. was this was the moment when he said this to me. I said, I want I want to talk to you. Yeah, I want to interview yeah, yeah, because yeah. I feel like you're well, you're well, you're exactly <laughs> how it is. So tell us. So cool. So. Well, I was working in my the sales company, and then when I was at college, so fast forward to about sixteen, um, I had someone who came into my into my college to do like a careers fair. His name was Scott. He mm. worked for a company called Dentsu. So Dentsu is like an international marketing company. Mm. Um, they service so many different clients, like like Xbox, um, Range Rover, all these different people mm. or brands, should I say? I met him, networked with him, built a good relationship with him when I was seventeen. Mm. Broke up from college, tie creates for a year, sales job now, and then I was like, shit. I don't really enjoy what I'm doing in the sales role. So who can I reach out to who's already in those positions or places I want to be in? He was the main person I reached out to. Someone I went to college with before was also in that company, fresh from college, and it was just me. So I'm like, let me reach out to the two of them because mm. I had good relationships with them both. They both kind of took me in. And long story short, I ended up getting referred into the company to work in a smaller agency. So Dentsu is like a parent company, loads of agencies underneath them. Mm. I was working for an agency called StoryLab with um, my college friend who was already there so she referred me I got into a position just like her different team same agency I was working there for about a year so September 2021 until September 2022 getting experience a lot of good exposure in front of clients and stuff like that Mm. and then um, that same guy, Scott, Scott, Scott Sally, I built a good relationship with him. And he was like, you know what, Ty, I'm going to an award ceremony, like a media week type thing. Would you like to come? There's going to be some senior leaders there. And I'm thinking, yes, like bring me along. Do you know what I mean? Like my mindset is all about like, how can I leverage from the position I'm in? So mm. like, you give me five, give me an inch, I'll take them out. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like I will always try and make the most and squeeze as much value from the places, experiences and things I'm doing or I'm mm. in. So now... Fast forward, I'm at this award ceremony. Um, I'm on a table with all these senior leaders plus him. And I'm like, damn, like my CEO is literally right there. I've just clocked that. I'm on a table. We're eating all this bougie food, drinking <laughs> champagne, every vibes are running. And my CEO is right there. So I'm thinking rather than me just go to this event, eat off the food, enjoy myself, get drunk and go home. Why don't I try and leverage and have the opportunity to speak to the senior leader the most senior person in my company, the CEO of UK and Ireland, mm. um, and get a one-on-one conversation with her so she can go home knowing I know Ty, I know who he is. Do you know mm. what I mean? I wanted to know my face. Had a conversation with her, um, had a really good conversation with her for about 20 minutes, talking to her about who I am, what I'm doing, the different things I was doing at the time, that kind of stuff. Talked to her about the company and said, you know what? I love this company, but I'm not really enjoying it in my role at the moment. Again, I was being kind of micromanaged at the time by my old manager. Um, and I said, you know what? Um, you know, Angela, like I love the company. However, I think there's a bit of a gap in the market. Like me being a Gen Z person, I feel this way. I haven't had the best onboarding experience because of A, the company where we're so big and international, we often miss certain things. And one of the things I think we're missing is focusing on that early careers talent and early careers often than not is going to be Gen Z's lower levels, lower ages. Mm. So I said, why don't we focus on kind of highlight that that demographic and you can kind of 
we can explore what that could look like. And she was very, very receptive to it. And she was like, you know what? I've been thinking about mm. that. So again, for context, when I met her, she'd only been appointed as CEO within like three months. So she was right, fresh, so she you know what I mean? Right, so she's you. obviously coming from the perspective of like, how can I make my mark? Do you know what I mean? And I think it was just a case of- That was perfect right, timing. Perfect timing and also me taking the risk because other people would have went there and thought, let me just go there and go home and just say my hellos. But I'm thinking, nah, like this is an opportunity for the CEO to know my face and know who Ty is and what I do so I can give her some of my energy so she can feel like I'm like I'm, I'm hustling I'm working hard do you know what I mean mm. and then long story short off the back of that conversation she was like let's explore this further so I sent a follow up email to her and said hey Ange great seeing you at this um, award ceremony today as we spoke about before I'd really like to pick up the conversation about A, B and C think there's Good. a lot of stuff we could do here yeah. and she was like perfect let's put some time in had a one to one meeting with her and at this time I'm entry level in this agency and she's CEO of Bigger Dents in UK and Ireland um, had a one to one with her and we literally like brainstormed and it was like I had like a whole deck that I presented to her about yes I can, move into, I can move into this role I can look after this demographic and this is what the benefits are going to be to myself and this is what the benefits are going to be to the business and you leading it at the end of the day if you put someone in a position to look after that Gen Z early careers talent it will engage that lower level employees who can grow yeah. on to be the new CEOs and will also lower the churn and attrition rates in the business because Gen Z's are typically that generation who stays at company from one to three years. So mm. why don't you have someone who can lead something mm. to stop that one to three being one to forever or mm. one to five or one to 10, do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, mm. And then after about a month, I got some nice referrals and recommendations from other senior leaders I'd networked with, put together a deck, put together like a whole like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a promotion type sheet of like, this is what I want to do. These are the people who can vouch for me. This is why I'd, I deserve to be in this position. And then after about three weeks of back and forth, she signed off my role. Um, yeah, nuts, dog. Thank you very much. She signed off my role. Sick. Said to me, basically, go and create your own job role with your own kind of like, not my own KPIs, but like, it has to fall in line with what the business wants to do. So in terms yeah, of, like, of look, answering to that Gen Z market. But I was the first person in the whole international company to move into that space and pitch my own job role. Do you know what I mean? Amazing. So at the time, I was still 20. This was last year, September, end of September, November. Mm. Um, and then I've moved into this role now and I lead my own community of Gen Z. So I now work as a Gen Z advisor for UK and Ireland. So I'm responsible for the employee experience for all Gen Zs aged 26 and under across the whole of the UK and Ireland. And I have my own Gen Z community of over 110 members. Amazing. Um, so that's what I do. So Sick. So like, again, <laughs> clap, shout out, everything. Yeah, because there's sure. grown, like the other day I did a workshop, a women's leadership workshop. And mm. I said to them, start writing your own job descriptions. And they were like, yeah, we, we can do that. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, because I did that for my current role. That's why I resonated with you yeah. because for my current role, that's, again, I had to do a presentation as well mm -hmm. and say, this is what I want to do. This is rare, the benefits, right? whatever, whatever. But it's it's rare. Yeah. It's not Very a lot. Rare. It's not, like, when you say it to people, they're like, oh, you can do that. Yeah. And that tells me that your mentality isn't a, I'm going to wait for you mentality. It's a, I'm going to take what I'm a, I am I can you. take, what I want because Thank I'm you. here. And I love that mentality. Like mm -hmm. it's, I feel like that's where you need to be to reach above and beyond in life. So you're going places. Thank you, man. For companies that want to know, yeah. um, top three things to retain Gen Z talent. Ooh. Top three things that they need to do or be aware of. Ooh, what would you say? Good question. 
I'll say the first thing that you need to do or companies need to do to retain Gen Z talent, the first step is to engage that Gen Z talent. So I feel like a, a lot of the reason why Gen Zs are leaving and have such high attrition rates across the board at any company, people, mm. like it's actually like a thing, like a trend for people my age to stay at a company for around two years and to duck, go somewhere else for a high pay rise, better benefits, whatever, yeah? So I think the first thing you can do to engage Gen Zs in your company is allow them to be themselves. And what I mean by that is like, you're someone who's joining the company fresh from college, fresh from university amongst people who are millennials and above more often than not, mm. yeah? So how are you gonna engage and answer to those people who may be the minority for now, but if you answer to them right now, they're gonna co continue to be the majority. Does that make sense? Exactly. So what that looks like is, Start creating events or things that allow those Gen Zs to be engaged in the workplace. I could be working for a finance firm and you could allow me to do Gen Z networking sessions or it could be, I don't know, putting a Gen Z who's at the bottom of the food chain in an entry level role, getting him involved in a client pitch or mm. getting him involved in or her involved in... I don't know, a seminar or something, just to kind of engage them and first make sure that they feel like their voice is actually heard. Mm. A lot of Gen Zs feel like, I'm just at an entry level role right now, I'm at the bottom of the food chain and I'd, I've got a job here, but I may not deserve to be here. But I tell mm. people, doesn't matter how old you are, where you come from, your ethnicity background, you all deserve to be here, you're here for a reason. Mm. Your voice is not any less powerful or meaningful compared to the CEO just because she has a title. Just because it's a CEO, that's just a 50 or 40 or late 30 year old human being who eats and drinks the same way you eat and drink. Mm. You're just younger than them, do you know what I mean? So engage them the first thing, that's the main thing I would say. You really need to find different methods and opportunities to engage Gen Z. So like what I do with my role is I do different Gen Z networking events, panel sessions. I get my Gen Zs involved in different client acti activities and activations as well mm. to give them a dynamic employee experience. So they've got their normal nine to five, bottom of the food chain, there's a lot of admin, which is standard. Mm. So I'm saying, cool, who like next week, Tuesday, I'm going to a Gen Z session um, in collaboration with JC De JC Deco, have you heard of them? They're like a media communication. Oh no, company. no, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, for example, I'm doing a VIZ social, a Gen Z social next month, and we're gonna have our sponsors who are Meta and Amazon come down there. So I'm answering to what the Gen Zs want and allow putting them in a position to network with these other companies. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So engage them first. My second gem about how can brands engage and kind of retain Gen Zs. Mm -hmm. I'd say give them a sense of autonomy. And I think that's one of the main reasons I was kind of not happy in my first job in this company. And the sales job I was in before that is because they just saw my age, not in necessarily the first job in this company, but more so in a sales company. Right. They just saw my age. I was like, yeah, we'll just get him to do this. Yeah. I'm going to make sure he do, does all the 10 tasks are set for him today. I'm going to check on him, micromanage him. It doesn't work like that. Mm. Like, how are you going to allow somebody to grow into a senior position exactly. when you're still treating them like they're a child just exactly. because of their age? That's not fair. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wouldn't treat you any differently because of your age or you're older than me, so vice versa. Why mm. are you trying to micromanage me just because I'm fresh from college? You're mm. not giving me a chance to have any autonomy that's all we want i'm happy to stay in this junior role for example for now just give me the autonomy to smash my role don't be here breathing over me don't be here not allowing me to be in charge of anything and making me feel like i'm just like on the sidelines helping you out with mm. your stuff when needed and i'm just almost like a oh yeah do you need this cool done do you know what i mean like when yeah. you're gonna give me the pitch and say you know what ty i want you to lead this if you need any help give me a shout i've got you every step of the way your employees are gonna help you as well whatever do you know what i mean your colleagues whatever in saying that though, yeah. a caveat to that, yeah. 
a little bit. Not every Gen Z is like you. Yeah, true, true, true. So, true. and and I find there's a lot of Gen Z people, individuals that I've worked with, spoke with. They don't always have great initiatives yeah. initially, and sometimes they need a bit of handholding. So you are a gem. Yeah. Like you're not common. So yeah, I yeah. think I understand why you feel like that, but. I I think what companies could I agree with I I do agree with you I like give yeah. them more give them more autonomy but I think the level of it is probably gonna yeah. gonna differ based mm-hmm. on the the individual that they're dealing with yeah and that's fair initially and, yeah and that's that's very much fair because at the end of the day not everybody like some people like being micromanaged anyways not necessarily my some people some adults do yeah 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 definitely so it depends on the the individual but I would just say in general when it comes to the roles you hire Gen Zs for just. Even if it's an entry level, it doesn't matter. Just give them their own jurisdiction that they're in charge yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be nothing big. It ain't got to be being in front of no big million pound client. It can simply just be, you know what? Our status calls. I want you to lead that. Do you know what I mean? You put the deck yeah. together. You present. You get people together. That's mm. that's your thing. Mm. Jack, Jill, whatever, you lead that. Do you know what it is? I think companies are scared that, oh, what if they do it wrong and they embarrass me? But I think com- companies need to get comfortable with the mistakes happening. Yeah. Because they're going to happen. And being comfortable with correcting them. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, I'm going to, like, there's been loads of times I've messed up as a grown woman, again, as well. But, again, I think that's their fear. Their fear is like, what if we give it to them and this person's in the meeting and we can't have this done wrong in front of Claude. You know, Claude doesn't like mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what... Yeah. I definitely do understand that and I've seen that as well, so yeah. I really agree. But the only problem that comes with that is that it's almost like a crabs in the bucket mentality because you're working backwards. How is your business going to run if you're not getting any entry level new talent into the business because you're mm. keeping all of the main job roles and functions to the top third of the business. Does that make sense? That does not make, when you actually put it down on paper, I'm not going to put this entry level person in a position to win because I'm I'm scared or they might fa- fail or mess something up. So I'm not going to give them a chance to do that. But then it's going to be a bigger problem when they leave mm. and it costs the business £6,000. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Like I was reading an article that helped me get my first role and it said that every time an employee leaves a business, it costs a company an average of maybe two to £6,000 in terms of like putting up job boards, um, investment time loss, productivity hours, all that stuff. So it's going to cost you money anyways. Cost more than that. Recruitment well, fees. Well, more than that. Way yeah. more than that. I'm being way too conservative. Exactly. Yeah. More than that. So you'd rather put somebody in a position to win, give them a small jurisdiction to mm. have kind of autonomy over at the start, mm. let them take their baby steps. They get two things right, they get four things wrong, we go again and now it's free exactly. and free. Do you know what I'm saying? Then not do it and then they're going to leave after six months. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my big gem, man. That's what I would say. Thank you for sharing that. Of course, I feel like that that, that that there was a lot in there. Yeah, and 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 if and if you want to hear more, I feel like you can listen to the Energizer podcast, mm. right? Definitely, if you want to hear more like general gems about most of the things I was talking about, um, get in touch with the podcast Energizer podcast. We have our own website energizerpod.com. Um, Energizer with a Z. We're literally everywhere you listen to podcasts and consume social media so tiktok instagram etc if you want to hear more things specifically about gen z's and kind of like my role if you want to do a collaboration or anything like that please reach out to me via instagram at tyvelli or i'm very very active on linkedin so just ty christian so i'm more than happy to help and provide value to anyone what type of collaborations are you interested in 
um, public speaking events. So like this morning, as I mentioned to you, mm. I was speaking on behalf of Camden Council in front mm -hmm. of 30, 15 to 17 year olds at mm. Meta HQ in London, talking about how Gen Z's ironically can be CEOs of their own career and have mm. a CEO mentality. Um, that's one type of collaboration I'm definitely looking to kind of explore and do more of. Mm -hmm. So public speaking, um, keynote speeches, etc. And the second thing is where I have this community anyways, if there's a brand out there that's looking to collaborate or do a Gen Z panel session or a Gen Z talk or a focus group or anything, like I'm more than happy to get involved, mm -hmm. come down or we can do something and work it out and I can provide value in that way because this Gen Z community I have in my work obviously has a lot of commercial IP, do you know what I mean? Because mm. we've literally got so many different Gen Zs that can all give their own thoughts, feeling and just kind of cut the crap and tell you what is hot and what is not from the mm. perspective of a Gen Z. So, yeah, Well, man, there's definitely, there's loads of scope because I do, I, I do DEI, right? Yeah. So companies are always asking, Alicia, how do we work with Gen Z? What do we do? Yeah. And of course I can give them my, my research, my understanding, my perspectives, but there's nothing more valuable than getting the voices in yeah, the room and getting, or, yeah, and yeah. exactly, that, that there's nothing more valuable. So I'm so happy that I'm connected now with you because yeah, no, I'm sure definitely. there's going to be scope yeah. to bring you into events to even with Black Create Connect as well when mm. we do events as well have you as one of the speakers <laughs> out there <laughs> yeah, you know or panellists you yeah, know yeah, I think yeah. you'll be amazing so yeah honestly Big up you, Ty. Thank you, I really appreciate that, man. I can't believe the time's gone so quick. You know, know. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, wow. Yeah, I was so like, <laughs> I I can still go on with this conversation. Yeah, yeah, Might yeah. have to come around for a cuppa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> because at this rate, like the conversations is going. Yeah, but um, yeah. is there anything else that you want everyone to kind of know about? I know we've got the podcast, Ty mm. Creates, and um, you work with you have your Gen Z community as mm. well. Anything else that you think is really important that you haven't mentioned? Ooh, I don't think there's anything else, but just to kind of reiterate, my main focus is, focus is obviously being my podcast, so please check that out. Um, my web design agency, so if you have a business and you have a website that's not really getting any leads, not converting, please do reach out. We now just have, we now have two, four hands better than two, so mm. we're definitely able to kind of facilitate. Not for 65 for pounds. Yeah, none of that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> None of that at all. Um, but I'm more than happy. Even if it's on like consultancy and you'd like me to just check out your website and see what things I can do to improve, more than happy, just reach out. Um, and then final thing is obviously like my the things I'm doing in the corporate space with Gen Zs. If there is a brand, if you are representing a brand and or company and you need to do more research into Gen Z or you don't know nothing about Gen Z, like trust me, like come to me, man. I'll, I'll sort you out, man. I got you. So yeah, that's what I say. Thank you for having me as well. Really appreciate it. Of course, thank you for coming and course, taking man. out your precious future millionaire billionaire <laughs> time with me. Because no, this no, is time. Like, <laughs> like for me, everything in life that you say yes to, you can yeah. potentially say no to something else. So when yeah. anyone spends time with me to talk to me, I am very grateful yeah. and I feel blessed. So yeah. thank you for blessing yeah. me. No, you're welcome. And also vice versa. I'm like you, I like to show gratitude. So thank you for even approaching me to come on. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I'm ho I hope that I was able to add value to not just the audience, but yourself as well, because you helped me as well. So appreciate it, man. Of course. Thank you. thank you so much. And for everyone that's watching, listening, share the podcast. Don't yeah. just consume this for yourself. Don't be yeah. selfish. Don't be selfish. <laughs> You don't like selfishness. Nah, none of that. Share, share it with your boss, share yeah. it with your colleague, with your sister, your brother, your father, mother, mm. boyfriend, girlfriend, everybody. Facts. Share it with them so Facts. that they can get all this information, they can get this inspiration. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you all. Remember to subscribe, mm -hmm. to rate the podcast as well yeah. on the platform that you listen to it or watch it on. 
And um, yeah, I will see you on the next Black Create Connect podcast episode. My name's Alicia Latoya. Follow us, follow Energizer Pod, follow Ty. Do you know, shout out your socials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my <laughs> personal socials, um, well, my Instagram handle is at Tyveli. So T double Y V E double L I. So T double Y V E double L I. If you just follow my Instagram, you'll literally find links to everything else. Um, and then obviously my LinkedIn, if you want to connect to Ty Christian. So T double Y and then Christian's about the religious thing, man. So yeah, hit me up. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Peace See you soon. Bye. Bye.